Okay, what's going on guys? Episode 29, I think. Uh, going to the Comedy Shrine, got a shotgun round tonight. I think this is episode 29 or 28, one of the two, but I think it's 29. Um, it is currently February 7th, or March 7th, my bad. March 7th, doing a shotgun round at the Comedy Shrine, which is um, improvised set. They tell you what to make fun of and shit like that, or tell you what to talk about, what your topic is, and you have to riff about it. So it's very hard. Usually people go up there with an act that they have, you know, rehearsed and shit like that. But I just work better when I have to think like on my feet and stuff. Like that's how my comedy YouTube video goes. You know, if you uh, have ever seen, like my, uh, I have a comedy channel, Winebox Poppy, that's like my main thing. And that's just all riffing. Uh, off the top of the dome, so that's where I'm most comfortable. I've been doing that, you know, as a career for like four years now, so that's just how my mind works. Um, just gonna lean into that, you know, and they offer these spots, they explain how they're difficult to the crowd, and you know, how it goes off the topic and shit like that. But like, if I, you don't have to do the whole five minutes on the topic, but um, I think if I run out of things to say for that topic, I'm gonna try and get the crowd to give me topics. I like when I do that sometimes like, or you know like, I would never have thought of talking about Garfield if I, uh, if they didn't say Garfield that once. I might keep referencing that like as if it was like killer, but that's just like something I would never think to talk about until somebody yells it. So there's a bunch of uh, bonuses to do and it, it like keeps you on your feet, makes you sharp and shit. It's, uh, it's definitely difficult, but it's oddly where I feel most comfortable. But right now I'm a little anxious for some reason. Um, I don't know, I'm gonna work on that on the way there and we'll see what happens. But uh, the guy who runs the podcast and the open mic, he's the host for the mic, and their podcast, which is um, Before the Mic uh, by Rudy. I'm not what it's sure what his last name is. You can just type in like Comedy Shrine Before the Mic uh, and find it. It's like on Spotify, iTunes, and shit like that, probably everywhere. Same with my podcast. I have this. This is actually a podcast format as well, uh, audio version. But um, what was I saying? Oh, they. So I, I offered my skills and equipment. You know, like I offered. He's doing um, an album, shooting an hour, or maybe an hour of material, maybe a half hour. He's doing an album, and I said if he wants it filmed, I'll do it. I got a cinema camera. I'm itching to use, and then um, I told him I have. Three, he usually has three people, like two people on and him on his podcast. I have three extra Shure SM7Bs, the Joe Rogan microphones that I'm not using at the moment. So if he wants to do that, and I have like a mobile uh, podcast, mobile uh, recording thing, the uh, H6 handy recorder or whatever, uh, highly recommended. They also have a new one if you guys are just a tip. That's a nice, nice device. Um, but yeah, so I'm offering that to him to see, and like, just be able to work with people, talk with people. That'd be cool to like, I guess would it be produce? I don't know, but how, yeah, help produce the uh, special for him, like a videoed special for him. And if he wants to do a video for the podcast, and you know, I could like do it um, like Breakfast Club's Breakfast, is it the Breakfast Club with uh, Charlemagne the God? Yeah, like I've never said that sentence out loud. Um, how they have a cameraman and he's holding the camera and like pointing at people, I could do that for the podcast and shit. Okay, I'm talking a less, this is the most I've talked for the beginning one ever. Um, but, 
wonder why that is, but I guess that's good because I have to go talk. So uh, I appreciate you guys. Here comes the stand up. I love you. Mwah. Coach is here. Give it up for Mark Karski. Give it up for Mark Karski. What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Come on. That's, that's good. What's my thing? All right, Mark, your topic for this evening is sex in my parents' basement. Woo! All of my sexual encounters, dude. Holy shit. Oh my god, well, like, like literally, literally, every time I, every six times I've had sex, in total, has been in my parents' basement. They don't even live there anymore. I just still fuck there. <laughs> hey, I used to fuck at this house. Can't please use your basement. I have video proof. But uh, so I lost my virginity in my parents' basement uh, when I was 14 years old. Hell yeah, I knew what I was doing. And she uh, she got pregnant, bruh. Lost my virginity. And she, yeah, where she got pregnant. And she's like, I'm gonna, don't worry, I'll take care of it. I'm like, of course you will, you pedophile. Are you kidding? You have no choice. Hmm, she wanted to fuck in a, uh, in, what are those, a dugout that faces houses? There's a baseball field by my old house, the basement I used to fuck in. The, uh, there's a baseball field with dugouts that face the house. She's like, fuck in a dugout. I'm like, I'm 14 years old. I'm not ready for dugout fucking yet. So, okay, the, the topic was fucking in my parents' basement. With the topic, I usually try and think of like, how can I fuck it? But it's about fucking, so. Hmm. If I run out of this topic, I'm just gonna ask you guys for topics, okay? Because I have a talking stick and I can do, I can do that. For instance, if I was to ask for a topic right now, what would you say? Say a topic right now. Lawn chair high. Lawn chair high? Yeah. Like a high school or you're getting high in a lawn chair? Yeah. That, that one? You're smoking yeah. weed in a lawn chair? That sounds kind of nice actually. Cause like, what's the scenario? Are you by yourself? Would that be the best case scenario? Or are there multiple lawn chairs in a circle? Naked. <laughs> mm, that's a good position to play crab cock. <laughs> Have you guys played crab cock before? No. I'm not explaining crab cock. <laughs> it has to do with being naked on all fours with your homies, okay? There's attackers and defenders. Whoever takes the longest to come is a defender. Whoever gets the best hand jobs is an attacker. Whoever comes last wins. Crab cock. What was my topic again? Fucking in my parents' basement. <laughs> Well, uh, one time I was uh, coming on a girl's face in my parents' basement and I farted. And then we both laughed very hard and for some fucking reason my mom's like, what are you guys laughing about? I was like, you fucking don't want to know this. You don't want to know, mom. That's how I was conceived. That way you can't get conceived from come on the face. My friend thought that once. I remember in, literally in health class, we were in middle school, he's like, what if she gets cum in her eye? I'm like, that's a good question, dude. I don't know. I think she could get pregnant that way if it traveled. Because some girl asked, she's like, you get pregnant from anal? Like, we just all thought if cum was inside her, that's what's just gonna happen. Mm, we don't, middle schoolers don't know much about cum, if you didn't, if you weren't aware. Which I think is a good thing. Speaking of cum, what does cum taste like? Anybody wanna tell me right now? Because I asked my health teacher, who is a lesbian, so I was like, she's going to get this wrong. Let me know. Uh, 
she said, cum tastes like stale Diet Coke. <laughs> Any ladies and or men want to elaborate? Mine smells like chlorine. I don't know if that's okay. <laughs> Anybody a doctor? It also burns like chlorine. I'm just kidding, my dick has never burned. Ladies, never ever has never burned. Um, what did I ask? Oh, cum. What the fuck does it taste like? Nobody here want to really admit they've tasted cum. That's great, but statistically unlikely, all right. Mm. Anybody here ever try and suck their own dick? Now you're lying. Now I know you're lying. I didn't. I didn't, though, because I Googled it. Because I have a, a bad back. Or else I wouldn't be here right now. I would be dead from coming so much. Making, from sucking my own dick. I would. But uh, I read on Google. Maybe I'll just start ending with this, but we'll see. It's very important, you're gonna to want to hear this, especially if you think about sucking your own dick. Uh, some dude was like, it feels more like sucking dick than getting your dick sucked. And I was like, holy shit, I'm so glad I read that. <laughs> My name is Mark Harsky. I love you, I appreciate it. Yo, what's going on guys? Episode 29 of The Comedian. Uh, this was an improvised set. Um, it was at the Comedy Shrine. Um, I think it went well. I just got done reviewing it, so pretty high right now. I just got done smoking as well. But uh, So the topic was sex in my parents' basement, so that was a super good topic, super easy. Like That was just underhanding a ball to somebody hitting baseballs. You know what I'm saying? Pitching underhand. Um I think and there were a couple lulls, but I, th I saved them. You know, like when I asked, uh, I think I asked the crowd for a topic or I talked to somebody in the crowd. And then um, what I asked him about was going down and then I brought up crab cock. That's something I, something I saw somewhere, but I've been talking about it so much on my YouTube channel. I, I reference it that like, it's kind of like an inside joke with my friends because I can't find the picture describing it anywhere. So it's like lost in time. Like between me and my friends, it's hilarious. Like they, everybody knows what crab cock is. If you don't listen to this, it's like a beta. I think I saw it somewhere. I think, but I'm not sure. But it's hilarious. Um, I don't know if it's a real sport. It should be a real sport. And talk about that tonight at Joe's. Uh, I talked about losing my virginity at 14. True story. She did get pregnant. True story. Not sure if she was lying or not, but. She did say I'll take care of it, but um, I'm going to talk about that tonight, and then I just might ask for topics. Um, but, like, the, I added a tag when I was thinking about it. It really fucks up how, like, you look at, like, your cousins. You're like, oh, my God, you're a child. You're 14. I was 14. No, wait, dude, no. I was – there's something there, like, how it just skews everything. Um, but I'm going to also probably just be like <laughs> – Cause you can, like, everybody's pretty close to Josephine's like, like closely, not like close friendship. I've been talking about like close proximity wise. And like, uh, Chris is Mike up. He's like right next to you. He's the, one of the hosts. He's like the guy producing it with the music and sounds. And I might ask him for a topic, ask people for a topic, but like, I like the, um, improvised one a lot because it makes me think of things I would probably never think of. Right. Or like be forced to say, like, I just had to bring up grab cause it came to the forefront of my mind. So I'm going to bring it up. Um, and I think this is just when I, this is how I work best. This, this, is this writing on stage? Is this what it's called? Is this the thing they, some comedians said is a myth? 
that nobody I I'm doing it. I wrote down the Crabcock and Virginia 14. I I watched the thing. I watched my set and I wrote it down writing. It's not like I'm going on stage and just shitting on them though and just like trying to figure something. At least it's like not like like it was before cuz when it was just cringy me being on stage cuz I was so um it's like I was scared of getting on stage. Now I'm excited right now. Like that's the only place where I get my happiness. Like it for real. It's like <laughs> it gives you it's addicting. It's like it's such cuz it's such an extreme thing. Like what what is as extreme as that? Skydiving? Like like getting an adrenaline rush. Like a guaranteed adrenaline rush rush with a fight or flight. You know, public speaking, like that's why it's the biggest fear. It's the number one fear. I'm not making it up. Falling from the sky is not the number one fear. The second fear is death. Public speaking is higher than death. It's probably getting worse for people um, because they're doing this, right? This is their version of uh, audience, which is not a bad thing at all. I'm just saying it's the number one fear. Um, so it's addicting. To get that adrenaline rush. Like adrenaline junkies are a thing. I'm sure this has something to do with that. You know, it's like a safe version. Safe version of it. You're not going to like fall off your motorcycle midair or whatever. You're not going to break a leg, you know. But I uh, I just kind of re- rely on... Because I, I have a proof of concept with my comedy YouTube channel, Winebox Poppy, that I've just been improvising and riffing off of for four years for my full-time job. So it's like, so I've been doing it just without the people in front of me. So I just had to get comfortable with being myself on stage. And I still have to get more comfortable, comfortable on stage and shit like that. But you know, I think it's definitely noticeable. Um, each time, like I'm not plateauing, but like, I'm not like, I think each time it was super noticeable that I was getting better each time. But now it's like, now that I'm kind of getting more into like relaxing into who I am, now I can finally just actually, I guess, think clearer. I don't know. Like I just, I can just walk up there with crab cock and Virginia to 14 and I'm not worried that I'm going to run out of shit. I think I'm going to start trying to get a five down and then I want to really get a 10 down <clears throat> like 10, maybe in the next six months. So I could do a showcase by um, the end of the year. That'd be cool. Do 10 minutes somewhere. Yeah. That'd be nice. I know I know somebody already asked me to do 10 minutes. I'm like, I can't even do. At that time, I was like, I can't even confidently do five, but I could probably confidently. Nah, I, if I, nah, see, if I was on a, like a market, like a showcase thing, I would be um probably nervous. That actually would, that's where the goalpost has moved now. I can feel it to doing it when it's expected. Your ex, the expectation is there. An open mic there is no expectation. Everybody's going to, is like, oh, this person's going to suck because we're at an open mic. Everybody's eyes glaze over. But it's weird. Like this um, crowd, compared to the one at LOL, I'm not going to lie. It was weird. Like it was every comedian doing bad on the last episode. I said that, and that's not an excuse, right? Like you should be able to perform and do well in front of any crowd. But it was weird. Like you could feel... It's like they didn't want to laugh. You could feel it in the air. Like I said, people brought it up. In this one, it felt like people wanted to. They gave you, they're more open to whatever you were saying instead of pulling back. Maybe it's location, I'm not sure, but like they're both kind of in similar type areas. 
even though they're not the same area, but like similar areas, like shopping center areas. Um, whatever. I'm still going to do the LOLs. It's good to go up at places with bad crowds. You don't want going up with people who just laugh. Like they're not laughing at everything I say. I'm not, this is not what I mean, but hypothetically, if you were to just keep going up and doing a spot where they always laugh at everything you say, and you're just doing it in a vacuum, kind of like my YouTube channel. That's why it's good to go, you know, develop these conversational skills on stage. Cause that's what it is. It's a conversation with you in the crowd. Like, I forgot which episode they're all blending together now. Like the um one where I was like recently, I think it was one of my best sets where I was like, uh, right. was squeezing out the, uh, the sets or the, um, the, what I was talking about till the, they literally, till they, till they stopped laughing about it. And then I brought up, I was like, all right, I said, I'd get as much as I could out of that, uh, to the child fucking, I had to just try, you know? And then oh, oops, I had to put in that last part about Jews, you know, you know me. <laughs> So, God, there's me sound like Mark Norman. I'm going to kill myself. Dude, I'm going to hang myself. I could hold. Um, now it's going good. I'm excited. There's Josephine's tonight. Really enjoy that place. Nice spot. It's very um, comfortable feeling, very basement-y. The proximity of everybody's close. You can see every single person's face, which is, I would I would say, a bad thing. Um, I would say it's more uncomfortable to be in front of eight people than 3,000. I've stood in front, in front of 3,000, not doing comedy, but I've stood in front of it, and I was like, oh, there's so many people that it's like a blur of people. But when there's eight, and you can see their faces, and they're all like... For everybody listening at uh, on the audio platforms like Spotify or iTunes, I was making very subtle faces of disappointed people in the crowd. Because that's a, that's a conversation... And they're within talking distance. And sometimes sometimes they do. Like, it's good. Even if you, if you, especially if you start talking there, like, they'll really talk. People get fucking drunk at Josephine's, dog. People, I even commented once. There's like, man, these people are being fucking loud as shit. It's like, uh, I think I said, it's like they're, it's like their voices are connected to headphones that I'm wearing. I can just hear just them. You can't hear your thoughts. You can't even think when there's other noises going on. It's very weird how that works. Like once you start hearing things, it's hard to hear something and then talk, but it's like, even though that's what I'm doing right now, but I guess the, the audio feedback response is as if it's coming from my throat. So it's instant, I guess. Um, as opposed to hearing something of hearing other information, people are saying very loudly that trumps your inner voice. That inner voice gets trumped very quickly, especially because when you're on stage, you have fight or flight, you have adrenaline going, which makes um, you forget things. Like, that's a thing it does. Uh, a, t- a tip I got was to drink caffeine. I drink coffee before I start driving there. I don't know if that helps at all because, you know, I still... I'm going to go up there probably no notepad tonight because I'm just going to talk about Crabcock and uh, Virginity 14. I don't think I need a notepad for that, but... <laughs> you never know. Just get scared. But it's going to be a good time. It's going well. And the goal now is to do a, or just to get a tight five. So I got to figure out what I want to talk about. So I think to, to really start to, I don't know, because I don't know the, like, what would be a completed five minutes. Uh, well, it's just where it's always getting a laugh every 12 seconds, I'm guessing is where, or where I feel like it's just that it could be 
just taken out, done anywhere, at any moment, at any time, at any room, on, on TV, on fucking, like, even though it doesn't matter, like, it doesn't even seem like a real thing anymore that people do, doing it on TV. Like, that would be, like, nobody would see it. People would see it when they put it on their YouTube channel, you know? Like, the, the TV show, if you were to go on a TV show, when the TV show puts it on the YouTube channel, that's when the people are going to see it, so... Uh, which I think is a good thing, which is heavily in my favor. I'm not complaining at all. I'm very much in, uh, I'm very much for the, uh, like the, let's call it the hustle culture. I don't know. The one where it's like, you could always be working. You could always be doing something on your phone, editing, posting, making something, making a clip, making a TikTok, uh, posting on Instagram, getting the awareness up, editing a video, posting. Now there's shorts you could post and all that, cross-pollinating, making a podcast, all that shit. I'm very uh, into it I'm, I, as opposed to what it used to be where it was just – right now I would just be going up like I am. I'd be going up every night recording it since it's back in the day let's just say this is back in the day recording it with an audio recording device that's how i would listen right all right and then i just go up again and then eventually over time oh fucking years people would start seeing it but i fucking stuck my neck out and just started posting from the beginning when it was super hard to watch somebody reminded me of it yesterday they commented they're like like it's it's going good. Like at the beginning, it was really hard to watch. Not gonna lie, I'm like I know <laughs> that was like the worst when people would like tell you it's like yeah, it's supposed to be. Especially at the beginning, it's supposed to be bad, and it's still gonna be bad. There's gonna be moments. It's coming out like it's not. I don't. I mean, like unless I rely on myself, because like I feel like I could possibly. I don't know. I have to bomb to get myself out of a bomb. You know what I'm saying? But if I just like rely and be myself, let's say I would consider. The, I think that was yesterday, before yesterday, um, which would be laugh out loud. Um, I, on Sunday, I did, I would consider that bombing because it was just like they, it was a hard crowd, but I just wasn't getting tons of laughs. But I was also improvising, but I didn't get a lot of topics. I didn't ask for a lot of topics. Um, but I would consider that bombing, but I still got a couple laughs. Like, but it wasn't like where it sucked the air out of the room. You know what I'm saying? Where you say something awkward and everybody's like, fuck this. Oh, God, we're out. Nope, we're never coming back. Never, we're never hitting you with a laugh again this whole, the rest of the set. I probably need that to gain the skill, you know what I'm saying? To how to uh, dig myself out of the hole, how to uh, to roll with it and shit. Um, I think I'd probably be good at it and stuff, um, but we'll see. You know, the improvising, the getting the shotgun rounds and stuff is good but for keeping you on your feet and like improvising. If it's, this isn't working, you just improvise like riff on something type shit. Or you could ask them and they could give, say something in the crowd and then everybody laughs at what he says, but maybe it'll actually be funny for you to talk about type shit. So I think, uh, more places should implement this. Good job on Rudy. Good. Um, thanks to him that I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to, I think, I think just figure out my voice and how I work and how I operate appreciate you i would not have just gone up and improvised a stand-up set but i'm happy it it works this way because i hated writing and like shit like that to be honest that shit sucks um but i I would i was super willing to do it do it willing to do whatever it takes no matter how long it takes willing to do it for just to be one of the guys that's it just you know 
hanging out with the dudes. I'm Kill Tony, you know, all those guys, fucking meeting Tim Dilling, uh, Theo Vaughn, all those dudes, just meeting everybody. Um, uh, Trevor Wallace, all that shit. They are, like even the newer guys, you know, like uh, Akash Singh, Andrew Schultz. Like at meeting those dudes, just being one of the guys. It's not about making money. It's not even, like it's not about it being the profession. It's about just like being known as a stand-up, just doing stand-up. I don't know. Like when uh, people leave like, the introduce you, it's like yeah, he's a he's a stand-up comedian. Like that's like the it's I'm so proud of that. Like that's uh it's such a good feeling for that to be the title, you know, like not like YouTubers bad, like YouTubers, the number one want most wanted job, but like, that's not, uh, you know, I like the stand up comedy the best, you know, it's even the live audiences and shit like that. We're going, we're moving into the metaverse web three. We're, <laughs> we're about to live in the metaverse and die in the metaverse, but I'm glad I'm doing it. I think it helps across all of the uh, platforms. Like I think it helps with me speaking in this it helps with me in the main channel with uh, making jokes and stuff. And I think it's going good for about to be, I'm about to do a fucking set 30. I, but, you know, I need, I'm luckily I'm doing it like, so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, might take off Wednesday, try and do Thursday, Friday, if there's a Friday one. So that's five. That's good. This, it's not an area where you can double dip, really. You, you can, but I feel, feel like I'd feel like an asshole if I got there and then left right away. I feel like you kind of got to stay and stuff, but I don't know. Um, but I don't mind. Doing it once a night. Maybe Chicago, you could double dip and stuff. It probably would be more acceptable there. I've seen people do it and shit, but um, yeah. For it about to be my 30th set. Started November 1st. It is currently March 8th. That's obviously seems like I should, I could have gotten done, that done in two months. 30 sets. Five sets a week, so that's 20 a month. Okay. So... In like four months or whatever. Be over a hundred, right? Yeah. Cool. Excited. Proud of how it's going. Glad that it's not fucking as cringe as before. That was brutal. Posting that. Like knowing you're going to have to post it to people. And then they're going to see it like. And you might be thinking, you didn't have to post it. I was like, yeah. I, I, like I post, I'll po I had to post that. That was the thing. Just to, the truth. And it still could go bad and still might be in your eyes. I'm not sure. But uh, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. If you want to uh, support this channel, we got a patreon.com slash wineboxpoppy. Uh, we got a Patreon podcast that i got to film a new one for. And if you don't want to do that, we also got like ringtones down below and shit like that. Subscribe to the main channel. Like, share, comment. All that. Let's get the algorithm going. I appreciate you guys. Kiss me. Mwah.